Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Bree. I'm Theora. And I'm Caitlin. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters, and we're here to talk about it. Cheers, queers. What's on the big gay agenda today, Theora? Today, the most important item, according to our Lord and Savior, Lesbian Jesus, is High School Musical, the musical of the series, season three, which is so many words. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's normal. <laughs> is it, though? <laughs> I mean, I've been saying it for, like, four months now, so, yeah. I mean, halfway through the show, I suppose it is normalized. But, yes, we are continuing our discussion on High School Musical, the musical, the series, this episode is going to be dedicated to season three. So if you've never seen it before, probably go back and A, watch it, and then B, go to our other episodes about season one and season two, and then come back here. I don't know why you would start on this episode for your very first Big Gay Energy episode, but hey, welcome. We're happy to have you. All the seasons are so different. That is true. That is true. Maybe you're just a fan of gay summer camp. No judgment. Maybe you're just a fan of drama over two-week periods. No judgment. Maybe you just really love Frozen. <laughs> no judgment. So, welcome. We're glad to have you here. But before we jump into all of that, um, I think we need to do a bit of quick housekeeping before we dive into all the big gay agenda stuff. Yes. So, yeah. if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, be sure to just to subscribe to our channel. Give this video a like and drop a comment to share your thoughts. We absolutely love hearing from you. For our podcast listeners, please download this episode and leave a review if you can. Your engagement helps us reach a broader audience and spread the joy of queer content. I'm For like a you flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the exits. Theora is currently acting out everything I'm saying. Yes. For even more exclusive queer content, early access to videos, and full reaction videos, join us on Patreon. Dive into discussions on our Discord channel where we enjoy connecting with all of you. Yes. Explore our merchandise at biggayenergypod.com to show your support. All links will be in the description. Lastly, stay connected with us on all social media platforms by following at biggayenergypod. Your interactions mean the world to us, and these actions contribute to our ongoing celebration of queer media and advocacy for better representation. Woo! It really does feel like an in-flight safety does. commercial. 
Yes, thank you for flying Big Gay Energy Podcast. We <laughs> hope to get you to your destination of queer joy and good representation. So, uh, where's this flight headed, Caitlin? <laughs> we are headed to, I believe, Southern California. I think we are so. out of yeah. Salt Lake City now. Woo! And we are going to Camp Shallow Lake. What a name. Which I can't <laughs> so figure out if it's just a musical theater camp or if it's because they talk about how all the counselors are just sports people now. So I'm like, is this a musical theater camp? Do they? Anyway. Yeah, it's very <laughs> weird because the way like EJ talks about it doesn't match the actual camp vibe. So it's weird. Because like, like, you they just, counter- like you just said. Like, but I don't know. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> We Who do we meet at summer camp, Caitlin? <laughs> we are introduced to Maddox. And of course, yes. I had to name her first because, again, we've already stated my bias in the first episode. Yes. Jet, Maddox's brother, and Val, uh, one of the camp counselors. And a queer awakening for us, someone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Val is also important. Give her we need credit. her. <laughs> we do need her. Jet, I could do without, but we need both of those women. I warm up to Jet later, but yeah, in this season, <laughs> I'm good. Um, there are actually quite a few new additions in the season, so honorable mentions go to Emmy, Alex, Dewey, and unfortunately, Alex. No, not Alex! <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be Alex! I'm like, so Alex? sorry, Alex! <laughs> Alex, you're great! Um, Alex is Emmy's friend. Uh, oh, oh, oh! Unfortunately, Channing. <laughs> Oh, darn my brain. Oh, the filmographer dude. Yeah, that dude. That dude who wants to cause everybody's life to be ruined. Oh, and then we also have Corbin that I keep forgetting to put in there. Yeah, who cares about the adults? (laughs) Uh, I mean, they cared about him. Anyway. All right, so wait. So basically, this is the season. Quick recap. So in this season, they're at summer camp, like Caitlin says. And basically, it's, like, over a two-week period that the summer camp happens. And the special thing going on at the camp is that Corbin landed a reality show where he's, like, the host of this camp, for some reason, is putting on Frozen the Musical before anyone else gets the rights to Frozen the Musical. So they're trying to document the kids putting on this play. But then it turns into, like, wait, it's a reality show, so it can't be, like, a true documentary. It's supposed to have a bunch of drama. So they try to, like, instigate fake drama for, like, TV, which sounds really weird because it's a Disney, and they plug Disney Channel, like, multiple times. They're like, it's going to be on Disney+, Plus, Disney+, Plus, Disney+. Plus. This is where I felt like I was watching an ad for Disney on Disney, and I was like, why are you doing this? But, like, that's not on Disney brand, so I'm like, this doesn't make any sense that Disney would sign off on this shit, where they're like, no, we want it to be cutthroat drama, because, like, in what universe is that a Disney show? <laughs> like, it's so weird. They, like, why did Channing be like, yeah, show. that's what Disney wants? <laughs> I, I forget what it's called, but they tried to do a reality show with kids. Um, I think it might have been out of camp, too. <laughs> Making them like, cutthroat people? No, I don't know. I didn't watch it. But I didn't the, know it was a thing. Does that sound like what Disney would put on their platform, though? Disney like, Plus, maybe. Disney Plus is getting weird. <laughs> so, I mean, season four, it gets so, like... I, there's just, like, more. There, It's not, like... 
to the point where it's not Disney anymore, but, like, they're getting more adventurous with some things, I feel like. I guess, but I feel like Channing doesn't know what channel this is going to, like, what streaming platform this is going on. But, I mean, like, Dance Moms is on Disney+. Plus. I mean, it's not a Disney Plus show, but... But, like, for Disney Plus to be the producer, which he said many times, it just... It feels like that's not the vibe they want. They want wholesome shit. So, like, it's very weird from the beginning where he's like, yeah, no, this is what we need to do. And I'm like, that's not, that doesn't sound like a Disney direction to me. Like, sounds like you don't know, understand the project. But, of course, it comes together at the end and it's wholesome because that's what Disney is. So, anyway. But that's what this season is all about, basically. Is it wholesome? (laughs) It's Disney wholesome. Okay, uh, I would like to talk about someone near and dear to my heart, uh, first. Channing. I know, it's- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that asshole. Near and dear to my an- angina. <laughs> near and dear to my therapy bills. <laughs> Go ahead, no, sorry. You're good. Um, No. I would like to talk about Maddox. Please do. Because the more I think about her and the more I watch of her on the screen and just like fully understand who she is as a person, the more I come to love her. So Maddox is the stage manager and has been going to camp with EJ and Nini every summer. Nini's not here. Yes, thank God. We've... I'm not gonna lie, I skipped her every time she was on screen this season because she's not with them at summer camp. It's like a select group that went to camp of the Wildcats and Nini was not one of them. Nini fucked off and is doing her own thing. Yeah, they got rid of, I mean, Nini was still in it, like, very little. They're phasing out Olivia Rodrigo so she could go become Olivia Rodrigo in the real world. And then I hate the part in the beginning where they're like, oh, Ricky's doing his own thing. And it's like, cool, we're not going to have him either. And then by the end of the first episode, he shows up at camp. And I'm like, god damn it, we can't get a break from you two for one season. <laughs> I wonder who's going to be the male lead this in this. <laughs> like, there's only one. No. Well, yeah, technically, but no. No, but I mean, like, in, in the yeah. realm of High School Musical, the musical, the series, like, there can only be one man who's actually going to be cast as the lead, and it's always Ricky. Anyway. anyway. Poor EJ. He got real screwed this season. I feel really bad for him, not gonna lie. He got fucked. Sorry, I know this is the Maddox section, but... The- oh, no, 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 it's fine. Okay, so, okay. Now, Theora just brought up, like, a couple things we need to talk about. Put Maddox on hold real quick. Sorry, so, Maddox. So sorry, Maddox. Oh, Sailor, you're amazing. Um, okay, so yes, EJ, I feel like oh after last season, like, he just keeps getting hit and hit and hit with more stuff. Should we just talk about EJ's Okay, real quick. Okay, so yeah, here's how the beginning of the show, okay, I have things to say about season three, because I'm just like, it's two weeks, keep this in mind, and I'm just like, this is so absurd, but teenager brains who don't conceptualize time very well because they don't so anyway like it's like ej gina carlos 
Um, who else is in the car? Uh, Ashlyn. Ashlyn. It was just them, right? Yeah. They all drive together. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm just, I'm trying to picture it in my brain. It's, uh, it's a little fuzzy. How could she not name Ashlyn first, guys? Like, I was like, go, I was looking, <laughs> I was in my brain looking at the car. So EJ's driving, Gina's next to him, then there's Carlos. I was like, who else is back there? Um, Ashlyn. Sorry, Ashlyn. So they're all like excited and singing. They're like, we're going to go to camp. And EJ's gone a billion times. So he's like, and super- Courtney. And Courtney. Courtney she has to. Was she in the car? I don't with know. I swear she has to be. I, yeah, right. Exactly. That's why I was like, there's people in this car. Okay, yeah. So, there's people I, in this car. I just couldn't remember. Completely filled up. I couldn't remember. I so, that. like, for some reason, they are the only ones going to the summer camp. It's them. You yeah, just they, super... they kick out um, Big Red and uh, Seb. They're like, nope, you guys aren't allowed to come. Yes, I was going to get to that. Because, like, they make up stupid excuses why they're not going. And I'm like, okay. So, we, like, for some reason, pared the cast down for this summer camp, which is. I mean, true to an extent, not everybody's going to go to the summer camp, otherwise it'd be weird in real life, but, like, it's weird enough. Also, they add too many, though, so. Yes. So, anyway, they go to the camp. They're all excited. EJ's, like, a veteran of this camp, and so he's, like, we're going to have so much fun, and, like, him and Gina are dating for real, finally, and he's, like, this is going to be great. We're, I'm going to show you all these things, and we're going to have so much fun. And then the whole thing with the documentary starts, and... Corbin's like, well, I'm not actually involved. I'm just here to, like, promote this thing and film some shit. So you guys are gonna have to figure this shit out, like, who's directing, who's actually doing it. And so for some reason at this camp where EJ learned to be a great actor and NeNe learned to be a great actress, nobody knows how to run theater, (laughs) which doesn't make sense. So the director of the camp, or uh, Dewey, is like, well, I guess you're doing it, EJ, because you know everything about this camp, as was established when you're teaching your friends about it, so you're in charge. So poor EJ can't, like, enjoy his last summer camp before he goes to college. He has to, like, be in charge. And when you're in charge of something, it changes your entire behavior, because, like, he's the boss of everybody and, like, didn't ask for this. Support EJ. So, like, basically that starts the tension with Gina th- throughout the whole time where she's like, wow, I thought we were going to spend all this time together and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, he got put in charge of this thing he didn't ask to be in charge of. And you're, like, mad at him. And it's two weeks. It's just two weeks out of your whole summer. And they're like, the summer's ruined. And it's like, it's two weeks. You get three months off for summer. Like, just have the rest of the summer. Why is everything waited on this two-week period? It's so stupid. <laughs> Tries but, me like. The pressure. Because, like, not only is he directing his first show ever that he's never done. Correct. He's never even thought about directing. But it's going to be do- a documentary aired on Disney+. Plus For everyone! I'm screaming it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's not nothing. And if you, like, cared about him, you would understand that and be like, yeah, this is an insane circumstance. Yeah, shit's gonna be weird because nobody knew we were gonna be doing this. Like, have some compassion for, like, poor EJ. Like, but no, it's like, no, we obviously can't be together because these two weeks have been so weird. And it's like, when else are you going to be in this position at this summer camp? Like, never. Like, just, it's so stupid. I was like, it just, it felt like they were forcing drama just to break them up, just to break them up. And it's like, this is insane and it's not real life. Like... It was weird. To be honest, I kind of wish theirs was more mutual. So, yeah, I agree. Like, they, it was they were growing apart in the two weeks. It was two weeks. Not like, I meant before that. Let's be real; they were never really going to be a thing. No, but and like, at that point, yeah, it, season it four, Gina would make more sense for them to break up. But whatever. 
They go through multiple personality changes each season. Like, I don't think they get yeah, No, for real, they do. <laughs> it really confuses the shit out of me because oh. we'll, get, we'll get to the Ashlyn section where, like, I completely go off about this. 100%. No, that is exactly what it is. And that's why it threw it's me. Because no one has the same personality season the season. No, 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 no. But, like, also, though... They're why, why this one pissed me off the most, though, it's just because, like, yeah, teenagers are growing, they're hormonal, they change. Like, absolutely. And, like, when it's happening over the period of a school year or a semester, it makes more sense because you have more time to, like, change. This is a two-week ordeal. And, like, everybody changes their personality in two weeks. And I... And I'm like, and they're basing life decisions off of camp. And it's like, camp is not real life. Camp is a vacation. Like you, it's like those people who are just like, yeah, we're going to live in Hawaii and get this house. And then they do it and they're like, we can't afford this. And it's like, it's like, yeah, no shit, dude, this was not real life. Like you can't base your life off of this fantasy vacation. And that's what they're doing. And I'm like, what are they doing? This is so wild. I will say that musical theater camps are a different breed. That's not vacation. Like you don't, you're not even allowed to treat it like that i'm sure if it's actually a theater camp but this isn't actually a theater camp it's set up as a regular camp i don't understand this camp okay the way ej (laughs) talks about it he's like yeah we go in the canoe we do all this shit like it's a regular camp that also has theater it's not like theater camp like when i was young i went to lacrosse camp you're right that is not a vacation you're training to do something like that's not what this is what they're doing they're in some hybrid where there's like also a play but it's mostly about camp camp. Like, there's Man. camp traditions. There's, like, all of this stuff. But- I would have loved to, like, go to a camp like that. My camp just kept giving me panic attacks. <laughs> yeah, like, poor EJ. Anyway, so that's my rant about that. Because I thought this was... It's, it just feels like the writers were trying to force shit. Like, again, it's the relationship McGovern's. They keep being like, okay... The plot is, like, the play, but we also have to, like, move the characters in relationships we need them in. So we have to, like, force drama. And it just feels forced and not natural, particularly in this two-week time span, which, like, drove me insane. Because I'm like, I can see very transparently that you were trying to force EJ and Gina apart, who were fine until they got to this camp, and then put her with Ricky from the beginning. I'm like, that's what you're- just do it. Get it over with. I don't care. Stop, like- Forcing this ridiculousness on me. That's but a wild no, man. You brought up that um, EJ was, like, thrown into directing it. And so, like, I just keep thinking about that time, like, when he was in the tent working on stuff because they had, like, a huge film day the next day. And everybody just kept interrupting him and being like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And I'm just like, I know exactly what that feeling was like. Because, right. like, I worked on something where I was, like, working 24-7 and, like, nothing was going right. And you, it's everything is on you. You're in charge. It it changes everything when you are the one responsible versus you're the one in it. And like nobody has compassion for EJ when he's in this position he didn't ask to be in. This whole season is very selfish on everyone's part. Yeah, I totally. Yeah, that's what it is. Maybe that's why it drives me nuts. And I'm like, why? Why can't yeah, you everyone's see what very he's going through? But I guess they're maybe- all going through shit. But, like, in the context of the play, maybe it's because, like, the kids never have to actually put themselves in that position because an adult is always doing it. And they just assume, oh, like, Miss Jen's gonna take it. Like, they never think about what Miss Jen actually has to do to, like, get their shit, like, get their plays going. They just show up and they're like, I'm in the play, whatever. But, like, all the stuff she gets paid to go through, like, they never put themselves in that position. But then here's EJ, you see your friend doing it and, like, 
not an at one point Car- oh my god i must have said frankie carlos um <laughs> carlos does help him which was cool to see him in like the thing and actually working with ej yeah because I mean, Car- carlos is the one yeah yeah exactly so he he should have had the most compassion because he's kind of been the second in command in a way but man that drove me nuts i'm like he 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 has to do this like what like leave him alone oh my god yeah, he... And it's like, we can never be together because of the way you're behaving. It's like, he's in charge of the play. <laughs> Leave him alone. This is not real life. <laughs> Sorry, the whole thing with him and Gina really pissed me off. Because it was just so forced. Tell. It was just so forced. I hate it so much. Anyway. Uh, but something I did love about EJ's journey is that he calls in Miss Jen. Yeah, that was cute. And... Just to teach him how to be a director. And she just comes in with like 50 bullet points. It's like, okay, so this is what you need to do. You need to make an entrance when you walk into the room. Oh my God. I love her lessons. That was really great. I, I did appreciate that that whole episode with her. It was definitely weird not having her the whole season. It was weird. And then I like where their relationship in particular goes forward because they be, be, they bond over this and become more on equal ground because like EJ is growing up he's like graduating graduated actually getting out of the high school so I like that him and Jen uh, Miss Jen come well later Jen to him come to more yeah. of a like we're adults on more equal footing with each other and it kind of starts here so I thought that was really cute and important yeah yeah it was very sweet and then she's also so happy to see her babies. Only that was a really weird... The When they had Miss Jen say, everybody quiet, mommy's talking. I just felt very weird with oh, that. I was into that. I was like, yes, keep talking, Miss Jen. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> I'm here for this. I'm like... Yeah. That was for like, the adult lesbians in the room. We're like, <laughs> yeah, shut up. Mommy's talking. Let her talk. Let her talk. And then also when uh, she told EJ to find someone like Carlos if he were at the camp. And EJ goes, he is at the camp. And she goes, don't take Carlos. Carlos is mommy's. <laughs> I do love that. She does, she has great comedic timing. Yes, agreed. Okay. Anything anyway. else about EJ? No, I just, yeah, he just, just bothered me. But thank you for letting me rant. Oh, but he also has, like, the pressure from his dad. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the so, other like, thing, too. We saw a little bit of it last season, I believe, where, like, his dad <laughs> basically bought his way into college. <laughs> Was this before or after that big scandal? <laughs> um, so, like, his dad wants him to succeed, doesn't want to let him not. At one point, he's told... I don't even know what his college plans are. I forget. Well, basically, um, okay, it's not so much that he wants EJ to succeed. Dad is more interested in the legacy of the men in their family. And he's like, no, like, all of us went to Duke. You're going to Duke because that's the family legacy. And, like, he's like, all of us are successful business people. You have to be a successful business. It's one of those things. He's like, dad is imprinting the family life onto EJ and not letting EJ be EJ. And so there's that friction with his dad. So his dad is trying to send him... Because EJ wanted to take, the other thing with Gina is that EJ was going to take a gap year, basically, and be like, I'm not going to go to school yet. I want to figure my shit out and stay in Salt Lake. So, like, him and Gina could be a thing and he could figure out what he wants to do because he doesn't know. So dad's like, fuck that shit. You have to be successful. So he's trying to send him to some, like, leadership training or, like. Oh, it was, like, uh, something, or Cash Caswell's, like, 
leadership training. Right, program. exactly. Like something like that, where he's like, no, 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 you need to do something that's going to gear you towards success in business. You're not taking time off. So like dad was forcing him into that. So EJ's like, well, okay, I didn't want to be in charge of this play, but if I can prove that it's successful and it makes a lot of money on TV, then maybe my dad won't send me to this like leadership thing. I can just be like, look, I'm already a leader. Like, please stop trying to control me. So that's the other element of pressure onto EJ to make this play and the documentary specifically, not just the play, the documentary a tangible success that he could show his dad as proof that he's finding his own way and being successful. That's the lesson at the end of the day. And apparently to measure the success, you have to be trending in Brazil, which is funny because Brazil, the Brazilians, they go hard with their fandoms. Okay. If if you're big there, you're going to make it. That's what it feels like. So I think that's what that was about. But I was like, that's very specific, specific and odd. Yeah, no, I agree. I was like, okay, sure. Is it maybe it's a theater thing? I don't know. Maybe it's a Disney thing. But they are very hardcore in Brazil. Sure. At least that's like because online, like you always see, like they're into it. So good for them. Good for you. Brazilians. If you're listening from Brazil, get on you. Help us trend. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Can we talk about Maddox now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Cool. Woo! All right. So Maddox, just like me, she is happy and full of energy when she wakes up. And yeah, <laughs> she gets to, I think it's a bugle that she plays yeah. in the morning to the Shallow Lake song that she sings. And I just love that. Um, yeah, not everyone appreciates that. I, I died it down when I was with Theora. <laughs> That's a classic camp thing, though, is the bugle in the morning. Is it? Like everybody up. Yeah, it's like a camp thing. Oh, okay. They're establishing that she is very attached to the traditions at this camp and takes them seriously and takes joy in them. That's what they're establishing. Got it. Okay, yes, because she's always talking about newbie initiation night and camp traditions, camp nicknames. Like, she loves... This is her home. Correct. And we... So... Her home life, she has a brother, Jet, who we don't find out his brother till like halfway through, and then no one else finds out about it till like a little longer. Um, yes. And they have a very strained relationship in this season. Uh, For good reasons. Like, God damn it, Jet, you little gosh. bitch. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what Jet did. A little bitch. So Jet outed Maddox to their parents without, apparently, without meaning to. Like, he thought that Madison was a guy. Which, I mean, like, the typical Madison name, I feel like, is female. 
But also, regardless of whether you're trying to out somebody or not, like what he did was fucked up. He was mad. He's like, oh, my sister's dating when I'm not allowed to or something. I'm just going to like show it to mom and dad to get her in trouble. And then he inadvertently outs her by doing that because it was a girl. And like, yeah. So it was fucked up no matter what. Like he was intentionally trying to get her in trouble. So like, you can't be like, oh, he didn't mean to. No, he meant to get her in trouble, but then he outed her in the process, which he didn't mean to do that. But either way, he was being a little bitch. And yes. he also, apparently, there's, like, it's more than just that. So, like, their relationship has been strained for so long. They used to be really close. But as they grew up, um, I guess personality changes. Hormones. Yeah. He's, like, not being there for her. Like, sh- I feel like she needs to be reassured by people. Yeah, I mean, she, her. she became very isolated. Like, he, that's why she clings to camp. She became very isolated and clings to things where she feels safe, which is why camp is such a haven and why she like freaks out when camp things don't go well because like that's her safety, that's what she knows, that's familiarity, she knows who she is in that setting. She doesn't know who she is in her family anymore. It's like, she's kind of isolated. And it, yeah. Um, but at camp, when we're meeting her, uh, after the first rehearsal, I believe, uh, Courtney offers to help with costumes because, you know, that's Courtney's thing. And that was her whole personality in season one. And Maddox <laughs> tells her that uh, that she always that Maddox always does it and can handle it. And Courtney kind of just like shuts up and she's like and walks away. And I feel for Maddox in this moment because she looks and she's like, oh, shit, I didn't I said something wrong. And she tr- goes to say something, but Courtney's already gone. And after that, we get a confessional type footage of her saying, so the thing about me is that people sometimes call me an acquired taste, which is a fancy way of saying I'm not for everyone, which I pretend I'm fine with, like it makes me cool or something, but it actually kind of hurts my feelings. And like this, this is, this is what you need to know about Maddox is that she looks confident, but on the inside, she does internalize everything that people say about her, which makes Jet's betrayal even more hurtful for her. And probably why she um, doesn't do as well with people. She has Beatrice syndrome, where she basically, like, doesn't know who she is. She's not super confident with who she is, so she hides behind the things she can do. So she's valuable to people if she's doing things. Like, I'm going to play the bugle in the morning. I keep the camp going that way. I have value. I am the person who handles all of the costumes so nobody else has to, so everybody else can have fun. I have value. That's a lot of what she does. So as the stage manager and costume designer and all of that stuff, Maddox is valuable to the production. She can hide. It's a hiding role, too. She's not in the play. She's not really interacting the way the actors interact, but she's hiding behind the skill set she has. So, like, that's the other facet to her. So, yeah, it makes sense that that kind of character who's hiding behind skills is internalizing a lot of things. That's Those two things tend to go hand in hand, and she definitely has those traits going on. I, so, I, I mean, I was online looking at, everything I could possibly for High School Musical, the musical, the series. And <laughs> very important to say all the words, Caitlin. You have to, because if I just said High School Musical, it'd be the movies. So, yes. Uh, and someone brought up that they think that Maddox might be neurodivergent. 
And it got me thinking, and it really does seem like that, especially in season three when she is having trouble communicating and relating to the new kids. And, like, especially... She doesn't have a filter. She does say, like, whatever, like, pops into her brain most of the time. And I relate to her a lot, which is probably why I love her so much. And it makes me really sad that people didn't like her in the beginning, especially when Ashlyn says... don't you think like Maddox is a lot and this is coming from someone who is also a lot Um, and later she says that she's so chill so like I don't understand the season four to season three jump it's because the it's because Ashlyn is having feelings and she doesn't know what they are and how to handle them so she's like isn't this person really fucking annoying or like it's well it's a situation where you're like you know you're complaining a lot about this one person about how much you hate them it's really weird how much you think about this one person it's like that. She's like, she's a lot because Ashlyn feels a lot and doesn't understand what she's feeling. So that's her snitching on herself. That's not really a comment about Maddox. That's a comment about Ashlyn and what's going on inside Ashlyn. Because yeah. she's thinking about her too much. That's why she's a lot. Well, also, she probably feels shit and she doesn't understand it. So she's just like, she's a lot. She makes me feel all these weird things. And like, that's a lot. I don't know what to, yeah, that's her telling on herself. That's not a comment on Maddox. Okay, fine. I just, I want everyone to love Maddox just because she's sweet. She's just happy and wants to be there, wants everyone else to be happy and be involved. And eventually it works out, but it's like you just met this person that you don't know. It's hard to like integrate into a tight-knit group that just went through theater war, basically, and is very like bonded. So it's like, yeah, any kind of person who tries to assimilate is going to be like, it's gonna be hard. Like, it's hard to get into that. So it takes, it takes a bit and they only have two weeks <laughs> this camp. So the whole season, like, we try to see, we see Maddox trying to fit in. And one of main points in her storyline is that her and her girlfriend that she had at camp last year broke up at the oh. camp prom. And Jet trying to get back in Max's good graces. And I think it was Ricky's idea. I think that's how this whole thing happened. So Ricky got Jet to invite Madison to the camp prom. And Maddox takes it personally, like that Jet doesn't think that she's fitting in with the new girls. So that's why he invited her. And she's like, I don't want to see her. This is literally the anniversary of us breaking up. Like, who it's so is fucked? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so fucked. I mean, the sentiment was sweet, but the play out was terrible. And I do wish Madison wasn't there because then we have to get through all the season four shit with her. That she's Just not actually talk there, to but... your sister, Jet. What the fuck? Like, this was unnecessary. That, he's not very good at communicating. Obviously and we've seen not. this because he's the silent, uh, scary person that everyone's terrified of in the beginning of this season. Yeah, he's the broody guy. Jet has his own issues going on. Everyone has issues. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's how people work. So that gets better for her, I guess. She's It makes her more confused, really. Isn't the girlfriend because, Jojo Siwa, though? Yeah, it is. It is Jojo <laughs> like, Siwa. What the fuck? <laughs> I was excited to see her. It also doesn't make sense. I was no, about to say, it doesn't. But it doesn't because she's a Nick kid. Like, she's a Nick star. I know. Not a Disney. It's so, very strange. Or, like, who is actually queer in real life? And in relate- this age bracket. <laughs> 
They're like, oh, JoJo oh. Siwa, literally the only person. It was very strange. Possible. But like, and then she can't dance in the show. It's like she also she can't act people. very well either. It's very weird. It's not, but I mean, she was never like a really trained actor. Right. Though. So why is she here? I was so confused. I don't understand why they didn't have her dance. Like, why did they write her in as She's, a character? With I don't know. Me? It was such a waste of that particular person's talents to have her play this role. But like, yeah, cool. She's playing a queer person on TV. That's also that's to be celebrated. No knocking to her. But yes. like, I was expecting them to have like a duet together, and it never happened. Yeah, they used to like use, what? They're like, we have JoJo Siwa for right. like two hours. <laughs> right. That's it. That's all we can yeah. afford. The Olivia Coleman money, I'm saying. Like, <laughs> goddamn. Like, uh, uh, to get the Olivia Coleman joke, please go watch our Heartstopper episodes. I love Olivia Coleman. Anyway, I wish she was here. I'd be more excited about some of Could you imagine Olivia Coleman yes, showing up? I can. I can totally people. imagine her being the aloof camp counselor. <laughs> yes like i wanted that <laughs> just olivia coleman as olivia coleman just in the show for no reason speaking of camp counselors dewey is played by oh shit what's his name jason earls who was the brother in in high school musical in hannah montana yeah oh. and yeah so i i grew up with him and now he's an adult and actually he never looked his age. He's always looked so much younger. Like, he's, like, 28 when he was playing 16 in Hannah nice. Montana. And it was insane. Anyway, that he just... The aging. And I think he actually worked on the show as well. Hmm. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, there's your fun fact. But, yes, Maddox, I just love her. And she... She's great. Has to go through a lot this season as well with just trying to handle the change. Because it last changing, especially if you put in these freaking wildcats. Because they change everything. It's a metaphor for growing up. <laughs> but yeah. So, before we get to Ashlyn. I have one thing I want to say. Mm-hmm. That involves both Ashlyn and Maddox. So I thought no, it was... Course. All right. Worth noting. I'm okay. ready for this. I've been waiting. So on, the, I, I don't know if this is worth it, but on the first day where they arrive at camp, Maddox and Ashlyn are both wearing rainbows. So foreshadowing shit. Ashlyn's shirt has a giant rainbow for the heart, uh, and Maddox's socks have rainbows on it. So it's like from the beginning, the wardrobe's like watch these two. You always pay attention to wardrobe. Because wardrobe says things about the characters. <laughs> I don't like clothes. I have trouble paying attention to that. But yeah, it's... Yeah. Th- thank you. That is very helpful. Yeah. Oh, it sure was. So if you're watching it and you're just like, ah, I see where this is going already. We always... We always... Uh, blah, blah. We've already established many times in this podcast uh, that I don't understand subtext and like little things to and I can't assume things so like I have to be told I'm hoping by me bringing it up multiple times you'll pick up on things <laughs> I pick up on more now exactly I do it's a process I just have to talk with Theora a lot that's and... why we're here <laughs> that's why we're, we're here. here we're queer also like how do you not notice the rainbows caitlin shouldn't you just notice that anyway and be like rainbows ricky wears rainbows a few times and I, I applaud him for that i love that good ally he's queer in real life 
Is he? Good for him. I think he might have been bullied to come out, though. Another Kit Connor situation. Super fucked up. Yeah, I'm not Leave totally sure. That. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but, yeah. So, everyone was, like, expect. I think in, like, season two, he, like, came out in real life or something. Aww, and so, they him. were expecting his character to come out. That's and then, not how acting works. Um, actually, And the people who play Ashlyn and Big Red are also queer in real life, I believe. Love that. Love that. I know Ashlyn definitely is, but I just saw a comment that said um, Big Red was. Good. So they were like, I think he's good with it. Or maybe Ashlyn and Big Red. And then the next comments from like a year later saying like, well, two out of the three came out. (laughs) Listen, I thought on the show we were eventually going to get Miss Jen coming out because I was like, (laughs) she's just like a magnet for attraction. Like constantly she always has at least two people into her. And I was just like, when is Miss Jen going to meet the barista? And, like, that starts up. Because and it never happened. I was like, come on, man. No, Waste I opportunity. Swear, Where's Miss Queer Miss Jen? By the end of the show, everyone is queer. They don't know it, but they are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like life. Yes. Anyway, so speaking of queer, let's get into Ashlyn's yes. journey because it's very good. Yes. And Ashlyn yeah. goes through she a goes whole through identity it. crisis this season. Like, she, she, that is her arc. Identity crisis. That's, that is like the, what is, what does Ashlyn do this season? Identity crisis. It's so good though. Yeah. So she is going through some shit. Okay. This poor girl is so confused because she's just coming off of being Belle in Beauty and the Beast. So like she's on a high, like she was the lead. She was the main character in her life. Yes. Who knew who she was? Like she had to come into her own and feel comfortable in her own skin basically for that role. So now she's like confident and naturally she is expecting to get a good part in Frozen because you don't go backwards, right? But instead she is cast as the ensemble. The casting process is the suckiest part of doing theater because there's always a part you want, but most times you won't end up getting it. I'm not bitter. (laughs) Never. Not (laughs) at all. Why would you be, Caitlin? No, not at all. <clears throat> anyway, once she gets cast in the ensemble by Val, she thinks Val is out to get her or something. And you know, like, that is a pretty natural... <laughs> That's how it starts. It's enemies, place to go. enemies to lovers. That's how it starts, But like, Caitlin. it's like there's one person, like, she's literally the reason you didn't get a role. So it is her fault. But, like, it's just because the other two she saw, whatever... It's subjective at the end of the day, which is the shitty part. But this brings me to a whole point that I backed up with statistics. Because <laughs> I like numbers. Alrighty. Um, so, to Val's credit, there aren't a lot of female roles in the musical. Just like Frozen alone. Besides Anna and Elsa, it is mostly male's roles, which can also be said about most shows. Yep. At least that's what it feels like. And it's also the reason why it's easier to get a better part if you're a male, <coughs> Ricky, who doesn't do anything well in auditions. No. Nope. Because especially at, like, the high school level, um, there are more females doing it. And with least less roles, there's more competition and more drama. So what I'm hearing is, in order to get the best person in the best role, we should just get rid of gender and just cast yeah. the best person. Yeah. Speaking of, oh, which, great. speaking of which, Caitlin, this has nothing to do with High School Musical, but if you're into that, I'm just finishing up a book right now that's queer AF that actually deals with this, and it's so fun. It's called Iris Kelly Doesn't Date, 
by Ashlyn huh. Ashling Ashley Harrington Blake. Go listen. Go watch, go read that book. It's so good, and it actually does have this plotline in it. It's magical. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you, but it wasn't you. It can it happen. What's that? Because I was to tell you to send it to me and what's Oh, I will. Don't worry. Okay, cool. We should talk about it together because I think you'd like it. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So all the groups I was in were struggling to find more shows that were female heavy because there's like none. There, yeah, it I sucks. Mean, literally, even Legally Blonde had a lot of male characters. Like we had to like keep pulling in adults to be the male characters. It was that bad. Um, so statistics because I'm me and also get distracted while researching stuff. On Broadway, in the 2017 to 2018 season, only 37% of title characters, which mean non-ensemble, um, so they actually had a name, were women. In 2018 to 2019, this number went down to 32%. In film, from the top 100 highest grossing films in 2021, only 34% of speaking characters were female, down from 36% in 2020. Now, I know fanboys out here about to come into the comments if they for some reason get to this and why party. are you listening to this <laughs> well, we don't we don't put our shorts on youtube anymore because yeah, of them <laughs> it doesn't go well so yeah i don't expect to get these comments but i know people would come in and be like well that's because men are doing it better and that's why they're higher grossing no that's just true. because the opportunities aren't there as much in the higher budget films which are action films 99% of the time. And I know someone's going to use, like, the Marvels as something. But you know what? There's always other things that go on. And then, also, I've seen a lot of comments from men, like, downing mus- uh, movies before they even see them because it's, like, female-led. Misogyny is a hell of a drug. That's the word. Misogyny. Yeah. No, that's why. I this is all patriarchy keep getting shit. the word yeah. misogyny and monogamy confused. They are not the same thing, Caitlin. <laughs> don't just throw out M words if you don't know what they mean, girl. <laughs> I said I know what it, but I uh, anyway. That's another time. We could do a whole episode on disparity in the media. Anyway. We definitely could. If back to Ashlyn. Anyway, back to Ashlyn. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ashlyn also has something against Maddox in addition to Val because Maddox can be very blunt and direct. And she may have come on a little too strong when talking to Ashlyn. Like, Maddox, Maddox really does, like, just, like, oh, you're this, you're that. Not, she doesn't ask. She doesn't, like, hey, what do you think about this? How? Yeah, like, she, she doesn't She just reads the like, writing on the wall. She's just, like, boom. Yeah, she's, like, Truth you're bomb. a fire sign. Yeah, exactly. She's, like, no. Um, and so Ashlyn already feels out of place being in the ensemble because like that was out of left field for her um and i feel like she probably feels attacked by maddox when maddox tries to question her about things that made ashlyn question herself even more because again ashlyn came in feeling sure about herself because being bell had to like have her accept who she is so she's like this is me i know myself i'm good now and now, literally everything she knows is crumbling. Yeah, she feels like she's taking a bunch of L's. But really, <laughs> Maddox, it's just like... <laughs> Maddox notices every little thing and just starts, like, poking into holes. And it's just crumbling. She's breaking and... up the facade. It's okay. It's just, it's painful. 
And I think Ashlyn was clinging to everything that she knew about herself and she didn't want to allow herself to grow. She's like, I don't care if that's who I am. Like, I want to stay what I know. Because it's and safe. <laughs> she, I mean, this poor girl is going through a lot of change all at once. Like, we see her go through. It's two weeks, guys. This is two weeks. I, Wild <laughs> it's two, two weeks. weeks. It, it's sleepaway camp, though, Theora. So we're, it's like. It's a wild two weeks. <laughs> This season. And I'm not into astrology and stuff like that. But no, we're not those gays. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not, not astrology gays. I don't think any of us are. I know Brie knows a little bit, but she's not, like, into it. Yeah. Uh, but I know, like, people are into it. It's their personality, and, like, yes. It, yeah, it's their personality. It's who they are. Um, Good for you. So, she, she seems to be very much into that. Like, she has a psychic. a psychic i don't think that's i don't know if that's part of it please don't come at me i don't know much about this area no it just um, it depends there's different facets but like uh ashlyn is already in that realm because she has a regular psychic she talks to regularly and yeah. then maddox and is she clearly... talks about how like she knows who she is she's a something i think she said capricorn right right she something. she knows her own astrology science so like you could they're showing yeah. that they have things in common is what they're demonstrating here so when she realizes that she was born at a completely different time of day and ruined the eggs Benedict when she was born, because, you know, you know, what we're, we learned things about EJ and Ashlyn's family of how, like, they're not really great people, <laughs> at least EJ's parents. I feel so bad for him because his mom was pissed off that Ashlyn ruined the eggs Benedict when she was born. Anyway, so she finds out that she's a Leo rising and she's like, shit, I'm a completely different person than I thought, like. Everything is different because of a different sign. But, like, I do feel like Ashlyn was very, or, like, slightly too very out of character this season. I mean, we've already mentioned before that I don't think the personality connects to either season. Um, really? I feel like this was just a, I, she's spiraling season. Well, People I mean, spiral. I felt like she was quite aggressive when That's she- That's because she's- her life is, she feels like, again, teenagers, big feelings. It's the end of the I'm world. I'm getting there. <laughs> she feels like it's the end of the world. So, like, yeah, she's not but handling it well. She's usually more reserved. Like, especially in, like, the first season and stuff. But and she's not going through turmoil in the first season. She's just chilling being a side character. And then in the second season, she actually gets in the spotlight as a character and, like, does go through, like, the whole, like, body positivity issue or accepting thing and then what it means to be a lead versus like you know background she gets her first like love interest like she goes through a lot and then she gets all the things and is very secure and then a bomb gets thrown on her it's okay for her to like act out and like not know how to handle that it's all new and she wasn't expecting any of this i was gonna give a reason for it <laughs> there's a was, there's a reason it could be because she really doesn't know who, who she is right now and maybe trying to overcompensate. Yes, that is exactly what's happening. So it's not, at, it is out of character, but it isn't. It's like a normal reaction. Okay. So Maddox realizes that Ashlyn's dislike of Val may actually be more like how Maddox acted towards Madison at camp. So like they started off as enemies to lovers because, you know, like that's gay um it's so gay it's the best 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> uh, Maddox. Well, it's not that. She's, like... again, Maddox is like, you're talking about this person a lot. <laughs> like, I under, I see what this is. Like, you're fixated a lot on this one person. You seem to have big feelings about this one. That's what she sees. It's not just that I hate her. I think it's we like, get that Maddox uh, speech after, like, <laughs> Ashlyn is literally at the movie night <laughs> talking about how annoying Val is. Right. And, like, I think she also says, like, that how she's perfect in things and something like that. But just, like, the, the energy is there. Like, Maddox is like, oh, my God, girl, you have it so bad. Yes, exactly. She's like, you have a crush on this person. This is what people with crushes do. But Maddox knew how bad Ashlyn reacted to the Leo rising thing. She's like, I'm not saying shit right now. I do not want us to have any more issues between the two of us. Um. Well, she doesn't say anything until literally everyone is yelling. So, like, the everyone is so upset with each other. And Maddox tells Ashlyn that she shouldn't take out her romantic feelings for on Val. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then Ashlyn just starts gay panicking and freaking out. Be like, I have a boyfriend. A male boyfriend. <laughs> Again, world is crumbling. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so it takes Ashlyn a little while because she's still trying to come to terms with her new self. And she realizes that she has been snapping at Val more once she like steps back and stops being too defensive. And after Color War, she's helping pick up streamers, confetti from the floor. Debris. And Val says, you don't have to do that. I'm like, girl, there's a lot of stuff on that ground. Take the help. <laughs> Yeah, just let her do it, man. Get a leaf blower, at least. Um, so Ashlyn hugs Val at the end uh, after apologizing to her. She's like, Val, I'm sorry I've been me so snapping at you. I don't know what's going on with me. And Val, meanwhile, knows exactly what's going on. She's Has studying animals. psychology <laughs> in college. Like She's like, this is so obvious. But I also love that she doesn't say anything about it because... Like, it would be really embarrassing, like, to someone that you have a crush on who's, like, you know is straight. But she's just like, I'm going to let you figure it out. Nothing's changing. Also, like, as a psychologist, like, part of it is, like, the person has to get there. Like, you telling them the answer is not how it works. Like, it's a process. Like, the individual person who's processing, like, has to get to the conclusion. So she's like, I understand what this is. You need to get to your own conclusion so you can get to a place of acceptance. It's fine. Just don't be weird about it. <laughs> don't grab my ass or anything. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't be weird about it. So yeah, I feel no. like she's she is taking her psychologist role very seriously. Where she's like, okay, you'll you'll get there. You're you're, you're on a journey. It's fine. Uh, no, it's, it's very it's tame. Fine. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's very confident in herself, as she should be. Like, good for her. So Ashlyn hugs Val, and there are fireworks. Like literally. literally. Fireworks. <laughs> And 
like I know that that's quite cheesy, but like it is geared towards kids, and I feel like that might help them. Like, oh, that's what's going on. So you know what? Let's I'll take literal. it. <laughs> Let's you know what? We get Ashlyn figuring literal. her shit out. So. <laughs> Oh, uh, also, side note, they talk about the Disney Channel games in this episode. Uh, does anyone remember that? Do you remember that, Theora? No? Okay. So I lived for those games every year, and they were just, like, these random little short, like, 15-minute things of them playing, like, the Olympics, but they pit all the Disney stars against each other on, like, four different colored teams. Oh, I guess it's, like, legend. So I grew up with Legends of the Hidden Temples. Oh, God. Nick. That that show scared the shit out of me when like, I was little. the OG, not... They tried to revise it, but the OG. That show was great. So, like, everybody tried to rip that off later and make it their own shorter, condensed version. That show was lit. That thing scared me. I was terrified. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, The Lion King scared me. Lion in King. seventh grade. The play is terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's fun to do the dances I'm sure it is but it's terrifying <laughs> to be like what the fuck's happening as a child <laughs> when you're expecting cartoons oh yeah I saw it when I was older so I did uh, not <laughs> you're like I I'm scarred not. it was terrifying I don't remember it because it was just like what am I watching <laughs> no but at the time of the Disney Channel games um, I was very obsessed with Sabrina not Sabrina yeah Sabrina Bryan. I was about to say Sabrina Carpenter. That's why I was trying to... Sabrina Bryan, who was uh, Dorinda in The Cheetah Girls. And did not understand that obsession back then either. Uh, But she was on Team Yellow, so I was Team Yellow all the way. (laughs) Okay. So now that Ashlyn knows that uh, she's queer, Carlos gives Ashlyn a pride pin oh, at so the cute. camp prom like, and welcomes club. her to the community. <laughs> also, like, when did, the, did she just, like, make an announcement that she's queer or something? He has gaydar. He's not blind. He's like, I see what's happening here. I'm not dumb. She has to figure it out. And then I can hug her and welcome her to the alphabet mafia, which he does. It's very cute. I feel like her whole journey to figuring this out was watered down. Oh, but, for like, sure. It's Disney. And it is Disney. It's still important, for, especially for a Disney-produced show, to have this representation in it. But truly, I like how it played out, because it's it's real. Like, she didn't realize what was happening, and, like, that's... Like, it's one of those things where, you like, when you realize you're gay, and then you look back, and you're like, wow, I was so gay. Like, that thing I did with my friend, like, when I had, like, a crush, like, I was clearly jealous of her, and, like, all of the stuff, but it was coming from a place of, like, I wanted to date her. Like, that's exactly what she goes through. Like, that is so real. Like, you know. So, I think it was handled very well. I liked it. I liked her, and the arc took the whole season. It didn't come out of nowhere. Like, they did sprinkle it in, so it was paced very well. And I love that the other queer people are like, I see exactly what's going on. <laughs> like, I see the writing on the wall. Like, girl, like, come now. Like, face, like, look at the rainbow. Like, come on. So I do, I like all of that. And I like that they didn't have Maddox, like, try and push her or, like, try and flirt with her. All this stuff. She just let her come to her own conclusion. She let uh, Ashlyn come to her own conclusion. So yeah. I, I like that about Maddox it. Maddox wasn't there to make 
Ashlyn realized that she's gay. Max was just yes. a lesbian. Like, yes. a full-on lesbian. Correct. Just talked Being about gay. the girl that she liked multiple times. Yeah, like, it was exactly. just normal, and it was great. And it wasn't even her how she feel- She realized, Ashlyn realized it. It was with yes. Val. Correct. And I like that, because oftentimes, it gets weird where the queer awakening is then the person you date. And that gets weird, because... I, I don't know. Like, it's like, you're the only gay person I know, and I'm dating you. So it becomes hard to, like, talk to them about stuff. So I like the way yeah. they get paced as just, like, friends. Like, she's with Ashlyn through the beginning of her queer journey, and then it gets to a romantic place later. Spoiler. But, like, <laughs> Spoiler. I like that that's not the gay awakening character for Ashlyn. I like that a lot. And this is why Val is very important to us. Exactly. She... Without Val, we wouldn't be here. Val had to take the role of Miss Jen. Exactly. Why was Miss Jen not people's gay awakening? Look at her. (laughs) (laughs) She would own that shit. Be like, damn right. (laughs) Anyway. So yeah, very cute. I I enjoy it. So we'll we'll talk a little bit more about Ashlyn later. But first I want to bring up a parallel to season two that is it's probably obvious but you know what i realized it so i'm putting it in here do it so in the quinceanera episode in season two season 205 i believe mr mazara asked ej who the most interesting interview was but ej was too busy staring at gina to answer which which basically told ben the answer and he just smiles at him knowingly meanwhile in this season EJ is now the one to ask Maddox if anyone caught her eye. And Maddox is too busy staring at Ashlyn. I, I forget what Ashlyn says, but she, like, makes an entrance and walks off camera. Um, yeah, so Maddox was too busy smiling like an idiot staring at Ashlyn. And EJ knew then that Madeline would be a thing. Yep. Yeah, so we knew, like, they they told us in this season that they're going to be a thing. They just had to figure out how to get Maddox to their school next season. Which is ridiculous, but yeah. Because they like to do that a lot. They're like, oh, look, I'm your parents are so super cool with you just changing schools in the middle of the year. It's ridiculous. Anyway, it drives me nuts. But it's a children's show. It's not supposed to be reality. But yeah, no, the writing was on the wall about the two of them. Since they were both wearing rainbows together. Like, it was <laughs> right there. It was there in the beginning, so. Yay. Which brings us to talking about the mental health representation <clears throat> in yes. the season. Because we get a little bit of it when, like, last season with people going through their own internal issues. But here we see Courtney's anxiety, like, really play out. Like, they focused on that a lot. Yes, Absolutely. They had a song about it and everything. (laughs) I will get there. (laughs) Oh, I know. I'm just throwing that in now. Because they they were like, they're going full in on this anxiety. Also, like, Courtney is a person now. Like, in this season, she's not just Nina's sassy black friend. She's a person. She's a person who gets a lot more. Yes, she's great. It's, It's really cool that they had, um... Nina Gina and Courtney. <laughs> Nina. <laughs> because when you get Olivia Rodrigo out of the picture, the other women can be people. 
Again, disclaimer, we're not saying anything bad about Olivia Rodrigo. No, it's just, just her character. Her character's name is really annoying. It's easier to say Olivia Rodrigo. But, like, yeah, like, no, she leaves and takes the focus away. And then all the other women become people. Because before uh-huh. that, in season one, they're just propping up her character, which is annoying. Same thing with the men. Like, the men, too, were there to prop up Ricky. Like, in the first season, it's just all about the two of them. And then... Everybody became people. Like, this is really where... That's what I mean when I say, like, before. Like, season three is where the show really becomes its own thing. Because, like, everybody... They pared down the cast for this camp, and then everybody really got their own plot line. And, like, their yeah. own, like, fears explored, identities. Like, all of them. And it worked really well. I'm glad well. Carlos got something Exactly. Well. Carlos got overlooked so much in this show. Yes, exactly. He was just, like, this sassy gay guy. Like, everybody became, like, a person here. And it was really refreshing to see that. Except Ricky really stayed the same. <laughs> he was the same person, but... <laughs> Well, I talk think about that. Ricky's mostly the same throughout the entire show. Yeah. I think that's the one who stayed the most consistent. Yeah. Yeah, so whatever. But, like, lead boy aside, everybody, like, got their own plot. And it felt pretty natural the way they were doing it, except the weird two-week thing that I keep harping on. But other than that, like, it became its own thing here for me. See, the thing is, you keep bringing up the two-week thing, and in my head... I just can't get over the fact that they said that that the Music Man was a month at camp in the first season. So, like, I don't understand how it went I, from a month to two Right. Weeks. I don't understand this camp. <laughs> That's part of the problem. And, yeah. like, I'm used to two-week camps, but, like, I don't understand. And also, this one should have been the four-week one instead of the two-week yes. one. Yes. Just be like, this one's going on TV. Right. It's wild. Which, it to be fair, they didn't sense. know until they got there, but, like, it's just wild. Also, um, they, they made them sign releases for this documentary without even telling them that they're, um, signing the releases. So, like, that's also illegal and would not hold up in court. So, technically, they could have gotten any footage that they wanted deleted. But, I mean, I guess they should have read it as well. They're children, but they, but yes. But if they thought it was... But no, their parents would have had to sign it. So you know it's parents' That is fault. true. That is true. They're minors. So that didn't make yeah. sense. So basically, I think they could have not had this documentary released at all. But then they wouldn't be, like, insta-famous, etc. So. I'm just saying. Like, but that's true. You're you're right. Valid point. I'm the I'm the legal system here. I like that we dressed <laughs> up as Christmas. I didn't realize that until this if you're not watching, uh, Theora is wearing green and I'm wearing red and I found another costume to wear this time. Was Last some... time I was in my gold sequin jacket thingy and now I'm in my Britney Spears outfit. Those are some impressive buttons, Caitlin. Thanks. I'm surprised they still lasted. Anyway, that is so off topic right now. <laughs> it is all good. Okay. Courtney and her anxiety. Courtney! Oh, Courtney. It's rough going through mental health, especially when you're not home. Like, this is, I think this might be the first time she was removed from her house. Like, I think so, yeah. Sleeping over somewhere definitely, at least for me, brings my anxiety out. And, like, if I'm not fully mentally healthy in there, like, I'm just like, can I go home? It's a lot. It doesn't even matter where I am. Like, I could want to be somewhere and it's just, like, I just want to feel comfortable right now, not terrified. Yeah. So, Carlos brings up that Courtney seems anxious and this was after Courtney had a phone call with her mom talking about being anxious and how like she's just so confused about everything and 
So Courtney thinks that Gina told him what her mom said on the phone. And I think it's important to show that like she feels ashamed of her anxiety. But she really shouldn't because I guarantee half the people in that room get anxious. At yeah, least. Totally. Um, anxiety is not uncommon. <laughs> Crippling no. anxiety, sure. But like anxiety in general. But like they're trying to establish that like Courtney is the person who puts a lot of pressure on herself to be perfect. And so that in and of itself causes anxiety. And then to be like made the lead, which she wasn't, I think, truly expecting and like being pushed so much out of her comfort zone in such a short amount of time. Like that's scary. Yeah. So and all these, everything. there's like all these little obstacles, like getting the lead. Um, they keep piling on her. And one of the big things that breaks her confidence is that climbing wall. Yeah. And she exactly. mentions up front, like, she talks about how she is super competitive and she will cheat <laughs> and maddox thinks okay okay cool we're gonna win she's like but i am afraid of heights yeah that she's like cute. oh okay so you win some you lose some something like that uh but this poor girl in this climbing wall like she is so pressured to climb up this wall and when she couldn't do it she's like okay gina won we don't have to do it anymore she didn't really like make it off the ground um everyone starts chanting for her to do it and I could not imagine what it felt like for her in that moment because just like everyone telling you to do something that you know you can't, like you're not capable of right now and it's feels like it's you're going to die if you have to. Yeah. And then luckily Miss Jen was there and like she's the one who comes up and she's like... Children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you will do it when you're ready. And she's like, I'm telling you, I'm not ready. And she wasn't. And Miss Jen just like hugs her and like reassures her and... Oh, Miss Jen is so sweet with all of them, and I, I love that she's always there, no matter what. It's important to lesson that, like, setting boundaries is okay with people. Like, don't have, you don't have to give it to peer pressure all the time. Like, like, yeah, like, there's, like, the, hey, if you're afraid of something, it probably means you should do it, because you're, as a saying for getting out of your comfort zone, because if you just are crippled by your fear and never do anything, you'll never change or grow, which is true, but, like, if you feel like you're going to die, like, because of your anxiety, that is not a reason to just do it anyway. Like, listen to your body. It's okay. Like, if you're not ready, you're not ready, and it's okay to set that boundary. So that is, a, that is an important lesson that this is showing. Yeah, I'm still working on that lesson. It's hard. <laughs> it is. Very vulnerable to peer pressure. Anyway, so the prom is the night before opening night, and everything was piling on her too much. And, like, she is freaking out. I mean, she has a lead role, and it's going to be aired on Disney. Like, that's the thing we have to keep bringing up. It's like, this whole thing is going to be aired on Disney. Right. And live-streamed. Like, it's not even, like, something that can be edited later. Yeah. And she tries to give Ashlyn her part. And, like, props to Ashlyn for, like, not being, like... Because, like, the whole time, Ashlyn wants a part. And, like, she even um, tells... (laughs) Like, Miss Jen tries to say, are you their long lost third sister that they find on Ancestry.com. And Ashlyn's like, we actually can't add characters to this one. I checked. I'm like, thank you, because it's illegal. Anyway, go watch the last episode if you haven't <laughs> to me talking about all the illegal things on this show. Um, so Ashlyn tells her that uh, she can't do it, that she's not going to do the role for her because Courtney can do it and she's going to kill it. Yeah. Which, go girl. Yes. Supportive Yes. Friend. Um, but Courtney is so worried about messing the show up 
but she has some great friends around her and they help her and encourage her to climb that wall, which she does conquer. And it's a great episode uh, ending for the episode where she does end up climbing the wall. But I love that Maddox is with them too. Yes. And so in the beginning of that whole scene, Courtney is singing this prayer that she says um, mm-hmm. that helps ground her and calm her down. And when everyone is having such a bad night, and they're just like all about to go to bed. Ashlyn's like, can I borrow it? And she starts singing it to ground her and just like also bring everyone together. And then Gina comes in and then Ashlyn actually asks Maddox to come in. Cause Maddox is standing like there, like I'm not actually in this crowd yet, but she's there. And like, but Ashlyn is trying to welcome her in. She's like, I see you. I know who you are. Like you've been just trying to fit in with us. We're all the same because they're theater kids. Let's be real. Yeah. They have a lot exactly. in common. Yes, camaraderie. And the song that Courtney sings, because, like, the backgrounds are the other girls, uh, it's so beautiful. And Dara, I've been, I've been saying her name wrong the first two episodes. I'm so sorry. I've been saying Dara. It's actually Dara. Dara wrote this song, which makes it even better. So the lyrics are, here I come loud as a lion. I'll keep on fighting. I've just begun. See the horizon. I'll keep on climbing. A little on the nose there. I've shown that I've grown through the changes. Had to prove to myself I'm a make it. Here I come. I won't stop till the war is won. I can be bold, be unashamed, be be in control, (laughs) be unafraid, letting it show I was born to be brave. So I love like the affirmations that are in there because like she can just like keep telling herself like I can do this. I am bold. I'm in control of what happens. And it's also a great callback to her first song in the series, Born to be Brave, which she kills many times in the show. And then when Courtney is climbing the wall, the background of the wall disappear i mean you still see the wall but like the world around it disappears and you just see the stars oh that's good and it's just like how it was when ashlyn was playing the piano when she was singing rising after she like was starting to realize that she's not who she thought she was and that she's coming into her own and it in ashlyn's song the stars like it starts in a little bit in the background and then it becomes where it just like encompasses her and the piano and I think the stars here represent opening up to new things and endless possibilities. Especially since the background just, and it adds more as she's singing because like she's accepting herself more. Damn, that's so good. Good job, Caitlin. And plus all, Thank the, you. all the astrology shit too. Like it's like empowering also. Stars are a big thing. Oh, I and that. I mean, her middle name's literally Moon. That's true. But also like for the two of them, like it's like, they have to conquer this on their own in a way. Like, yeah, they have a lot of supportive friends. Like, Courtney's friends are all there as she's literally climbing the wall. And, like, Ashlyn has the support system of her theater group. But, like, this is, like, a personal journey where they have to go into the unknown, like, space, the final frontier, by themselves. Yeah, so that's great. No, I love that you pointed that out. That's really beautiful. Good, good, uh, I guess, cinematography choice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who would make that decision. Director? Good directing? Yeah, it, it um, would be... Yeah, shout out to whoever did that. That's beautiful and brilliant. I think it would be director or some... 
DP. Yeah. Love the symbolism. I'm here for and symbolism. And then visual, visual effects people executed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. But after that, during the performance, so the Frozen performance, Courtney begins freaking out about messing up again. And I love that they show her still struggling with this because mental health is a roller coaster. And just because you can conquer one thing like this wall, it doesn't mean that you're magically cured of these thoughts. They're going to keep coming back. Like, they probably came back five seconds after she (laughs) conquered the wall. And then something else I love is that little Elsa, played by Alex, played by Arya Banks in real life. I don't think that's her last name. Arya Brooks. Um, She gives Courtney a pep talk and gets her through her anxiety when they're backstage. Uh, also, I don't understand how they're like on stage and like Courtney was in bed when they were like literally performing the I, show and l- then had listen, time. Because like, isn't Elsa I, in this? I don't. I'm know. really confused. I'm about just, this it's fine. It's two weeks. It's this weird warp time here, and I don't understand. Let's just move past it. Yeah, it's weird. But I love that it was the little one talking to her about this yeah, because it shows that if since we're more open with talking about mental health like, it, we've gotten so much better like in the media and just in, in general. general in life talking about it but it sh- shows that by valuing our mental health the younger generation is better equipped to handle their feelings they have more words to describe how they're feeling they know how to identify their feelings and i mean like yes they aren't technically that far apart in age in the show but it has the essence so yeah agreed i just love that scene it's cute it's just, and also because she's like the uh, little elsa was talking about how she has a therapist and mm-hmm. courtney's like you have a therapist she's like oh yeah everyone should it's great which yes we need more therapists too because those poor people are overworked yes mental health positivity Anything else to add before we get to one of my favorite weird, nope. really weird scenes nope. in this whole sh- Let's season? Let's get into it. Do it. <laughs> Dive right in. Let's just talk about this documentary trailer. Do it. Okay, so first of all, the premiere for this documentary is one month after they do the show. What kind of Taylor Swift timeline is this? I don't know. Disney magic. Because she was <laughs> able to put her documentary, not documentary, but show out, movie out really quickly. Like, I don't a one month okay disney magic i guess <laughs> it is wild <laughs> time means nothing this season that's my point it means nothing uh so the trailer makes it look like maddox and ashlyn have a crush on each other and let's be real maddox at least definitely did it was I don't... definitely mutual it's just ashlyn didn't know what was going on and still does it but like i thought ashlyn i mean i guess you can like two people at the same time you definitely Ashlyn was just like girls girls that's all that's all she was thinking right she was this summer she definitely because she was snapping at her too it's not she just didn't recognize it literally yeah (laughs) when they're watching it maddox's face after they talk about um they show it in between this whole thing happening maddox's face looks like she got caught with her hand in a cookie jar (laughs) <laughs> she's just like oh shit they saw it <laughs> and then <clears throat> well, the, the funny thinks- part about that too is that like the whole plot 
of the documentary drama was that Ricky said something about liking Gina and it was like a big fear that that was going to come out but then the other crush comes actually comes out in the, <laughs> in the documentary. Yeah, they showed it in the trailer which I'm really surprised no, by. No, it was head baiting where they're like, oh shit, that's going to be the relationship drama but it's actually these queers <laughs> which is fun. They're like, yes, the queers have their time of they do. messiness. Uh, so Ashlyn thinks it was just edited like that. And says they shouldn't have signed the release forms. But then the camera pans to Maddox and she just turns her head away and looks a little embarrassed. <laughs> She's just like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, sure, they edit it like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> so I don't think that that whole thing was taken out of context, especially no, since wasn't. EJ. So EJ in there says, oh, yeah, that thing, that's going to be a thing when, and it looks like Ashlyn thinks that they edited it like that to be it, talking about Ashlyn and Maddox. But EJ didn't speak up and say that that's not what he meant when everyone else was doing that, when they took them out of context. So, well, we get confirmation in season four that, like, he definitely knew that we we're going to be yeah. a thing because he carved some, their initials into a tree or whatever. So, like, yes. Which is very weird. It's so he, weird. <laughs> he had no time to interact with people, but he had time to carve initials into a tree that weren't his and Gina's. Exactly. It's weird, but yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Plus, like, you, um, again, they were very heavy-handed with the crush because you also had the scene you pointed out earlier where, like, Maddox was clearly staring at Ashlyn. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's there. It's been I there since think- the rainbow clothes. I think Ashlyn was still figuring it out, but I think Maddox fully felt those feelings. Correct. Because one of them is has been in their queerness longer than the other. Like, yes, there it's a journey. Like, but it's 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 there. Maddox probably hated that she had a crush on Val and not her in the beginning. Well, yes, probably. Um, so when they wrote their names on the wall after their performance, Ashlyn first wrote hers and she has a little heart at the end of it, but then Gadget uh, after Jet, but uh, after Ashlyn is the important part, writes hers right next to Ashlyn's name and puts a heart in front of it. So it looks like their hearts are together already. And Gadget is Maddox's camp nickname. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. it gets interchangeable in the show. Yes. But again, it's all there. <sighs> but the end, the end of this documentary was my favorite and like, what moment? <laughs> I don't understand. Okay. So the, the, this is what they chose to end the trailer on. It. Okay. It's so weird. So not only is this in the trailer, this is what they end it on. So Big Red pops on the screen. I don't even know when they even interviewed He's him. He's not even in this. <laughs> He's not in the camp. He's not in the show. Right. So <laughs> it just ends with him saying, I'm Big Red. I'm Ashlyn's boyfriend. And I'm bi. Everyone's face is just like Okay, but I love Ricky and Ashlyn look at each other and Ricky's like, they're like, good for him. Yeah. They're like, okay, sure, whatever. But so random and just like out of nowhere, but I love it. And I love that uh Ash was just like, oh, good for him. Yeah. Because like they it's both cute. realize they're queer this year. Yeah. And they're just yeah. su- supportive of their friend, and I love that. But now I kind of want to watch an episode where all the characters watch the High School Musical, the musical, the series together and react to it. Because I feel like if they saw this, they'd be like, what the hell? It'd be cute. But yeah. 
Anything else about season three? That was season three. Season three's fun. And queer. Yes. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It was what made me actually watch the show. Oh, I bet. Excuse me. So I think that's it for this season. Yeah. But before we sign off, we need to rate this with our Lesbian Jesus Hydration Scale. Which is a super scientific product of gay science, an accurate measurement for determining how valuable a piece of queer media is to the queer media library. Why are we hydrating? Because queer media, like water, is essential for life. And it keeps you fresh and young and invigorated. So, Caitlin, based on the Lesbian Jesus Hydration Scale, scale 1 to 10, how much would you hydrate for High School Musical, the musical the series, season 3? Seven and a half? Good. I was going to say seven. Yeah. I think this has the most queerness. I like Ashlyn's journey was really good. You got Maddox and her drama, which was good. Val being a supportive ally. Carlos is in there because he has like the gay man stereotype body type issues that were also discussed. We discussed it in another mm-hmm. episode, but that happens here too. Big Red's random confession at the end. <laughs> like, There's just a lot. I thought it was good. And it sets up the next season to be queer also, which I appreciate personally. So, and then it's not queer, but like the mental health was a big thing. Yeah. Supported. And this it as is well. the first season that felt like its own thing, so I appreciate that overall. So. <laughs> yeah. It gets better as it goes. I see some people say that after season one, it goes downhill, or like they should have ended the show when Olivia Rodrigo left. And I'm just like, no! <laughs> the show should have began when she left. Like, she was annoying. <laughs> Okay, so if you made it this far in this episode, we want to know. I'm going to give you a secret word that we want to challenge you to use in a comment or podcast review without looking up the spelling. That is the important part. You can't look it up. So today's secret word is soubrette. And it means a high female vocal range or an actress in an opera with such a vocal range. How fitting. All right, guys, let's test your spelling skills. In the comments, uh, we will continue with our High School Musical, the musical, the series journey next time when we cover season four. But until then, hydrate for lesbian Jesus. And gay it up all over the place. Bye. Bye.